Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. It's so easy for us to think of faith in that we flip it and think of it contractually, right? Like God just brought us into a different legal agreement. It becomes legalistic instead of relational. We miss his heart. It's good news to read that Abraham did not waver in faith because his life was really messy. Isn't it great that God's not a lawyer? Putting our faith in him is not about signing a contract. In his message today, Pastor David will remind you that a life of faith in God is about a relationship. God doesn't want a legal right to your life. He wants to be in a relationship with you. Open your heart to him today so he may enter in. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 4 as he continues his message, Righteousness by Faith. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place that he would receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. And by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with his son and his grandson, heirs with him of the same promise, because he waited for the city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And John says in Revelation 21, then I saw the holy city that has foundations. The new Jerusalem coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle, the house of God, is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, There will be no more pain because the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. It has this idea of like it's young again. All things right. And he said to me, Write it down because it's true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give the fountain of the water of life freely to the one who thirsts. He who overcomes will inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. 
But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Peter writes in 2 Peter 3.13 that we, according to his promise, look to the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells. And look with me here, 1 Corinthians 3. I love this. This was, this was his answer to arguments in the church. The church was divided because they got caught up in, I like this pastor better. I like this teacher better. I, this one's a better teacher than this one. Paul, I like Paul. I don't like Apollo so much. And Paul, one of the teachers who they were arguing over, tells them to stop arguing, stop being divided, Because, he says, all things are yours. Paul, Apollos, Cephas, the world, life, death, things present, things to come, it's all yours. And you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. We can't overemphasize how significant this is for us to get, to sit with. Because the promise all throughout that we become children of God, heirs of God. We're not going to dig into the depths of all that that means today and all the implications and the ways that that can be twisted and Just take that in. Sit with it this week. The promise is that all things are yours. A literal universe restored. Relationships restored. What would it be like to have all the time in the world with your family healed of all your selfishness. I will have infinite patience with my children and they won't disagree with me and argue with me. Perfectly healed forever. We can't sit with this enough. This is what it means. This is the promise that he calls us into. He says the things he calls us to don't make sense otherwise. He says, if our hope were only in the next 60, 70 years, this would make no sense. I've been harping on this for for months and months and months because I think it's so vital for us to get. It's the center of everything because this is what the faith is. God is the king of the universe. And he's restoring it. It actually means something. It's not a nebulous, disembodied existence forever. But what really matters is the next 30 years. It's like, no, what really matters is when he comes back. He really is the king of the universe. He really is restoring everything. And faith means 
building our lives on it. And that can be discouraging because we fall short. Look with me at verse 19. Not being weak in faith, Abraham did not consider his own body, even though it was already dead since he was about 100 years old. I'm telling you, ask Jesus to help you see how funny he is, because he's really funny. He was already dead since he was about 100 in the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what God promised God was able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. This was not written for Abraham's sake alone, that righteousness was imputed to him. It was written for us, because it will be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and raised because of our justification. For whose sake was this written, does he say? For yours. For your sake. Now, how does it help us to know that Abraham did not waver in faith, right? To hear that, like, great, because I definitely waver in faith, right? I feel like I'm, I struggle, I fail in this. There are bad days. But it's so easy for us to think of faith in that we flip it and think of it contractually, right? Like God just brought us into a different legal agreement. It becomes legalistic instead of relational. We miss his heart. It's good news to read that Abraham did not waver in faith because his life was really messy. When you look into it, his walk with God was very messy. God is kind. He understands the mess. you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for how the Bible applies to your everyday life. If you love today's teaching and would like to listen to more like this one from the Book of Romans, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. While you're there, you can also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. Would you be interested in joining us this weekend for worship and Bible study? If so, come visit us at Calvary, Miami Beach. Or you can join us online through our live stream. Find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary, Miami Beach under the About tab.
at MainThingRadio.com. Our time with you today is about up, but we're so grateful that you're part of our listening audience. Please join us again as we take another look at the Book of Romans right here on Main Thing Radio.